Hello, guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Master Your Mental Podcast. If you are new here, my name is Paris, and I am the creator and host of the Master Your Mental Podcast. I'm so happy to have you here to tune in and hear my amazing guests and I describe the ways we can leverage and shift our mindsets to take the best possible care of our mental health. I launched the podcast as a way to motivate, inspire, empower, and educate people on these interesting topics. My background and passion for this all stemmed from the field of psychology. After completing both my BA in psychology and my MBA in healthcare administration, my passion for mental health only continued to grow. As a result of this, I launched Master Your Mental to bring more awareness, tips, and conversations to the table about these topics. You guys might be wondering, what does the mental stand for? Well, it stands for mindset, engagement, nutrition, talk about it, accountability, and love yourself. These are all the building blocks that make up what Master Your Mental is all about. If you would like to learn more, become a guest, or connect, feel free to reach out to me by shooting me a message on any one of my social media platforms you guys can find in the link in my bio on my Instagram at master your mental. Now let's get into the episode guys. Hello guys, and welcome to episode number 10 of season two of the master your mental podcast. I'm super excited because we are going to be getting into master your past today. And of course, I have another awesome guest here for you guys. I am not going to be telling you who he is because he will be coming out in just a minute, virtually, of course, because we're not doing this live in person right now. So I'm super excited to have him here. He's an awesome dude, awesome person. He's going to be sharing his story with us about overcoming addiction and what he has done in his life to really help people who struggle with addiction come out of that as well. So he's an incredible person, incredible story. We're going to have such a great conversation. And I'm actually recording this after our talk, which was awesome. And I'll be sure to link all the stuff below in the show notes if you guys want to get in contact with him outside of this episode. But the reason I wanted to do this episode is because I've done a few episodes before in the past talking about addiction, overcoming addiction, working towards recovery and things like that, especially with healing trauma and all kinds of things like that within that topic. But I really love this one because I actually connected with this person. We met on Clubhouse, which if you guys don't know what Clubhouse is, it's another app where you can go in and connect with people and chat with them live. Everything's audio. So we met there in a room that I was actually on the panel for where we were talking about podcasting actually in that room. So he also has a podcast. He has an incredible business that we're going to be talking about as well, but I really love the way that he talks about the way in which he was able to overcome these obstacles, these hurdles that he faced in his life that led to struggles with addiction and how he was able to come to a place to be vulnerable, talk about this and really move forward in such a positive and impactful way. So I love this conversation. I love the tips that he shares with us in this talk today. And I hope that you guys love it just as much as I've loved creating it for you guys. And I don't want to say too much because the episode is about to happen and we're going to be getting into it right now, guys. 
Hello, guys, and welcome to a brand new episode of the Master Your Mental podcast. I'm super excited to discuss the title and content of this week's episode, Master Your Past, with my guest, Brock Baval. Brock is an awesome dude that I connected with on Clubhouse in a podcasting room I was on a panel for. He is a former undercover cop who fought his way back from addiction. He is also the founder of Chase the Vase, along with a 30-day recovery program and challenge he put together. So I'm very excited to have Brock with us today to talk more about what Chase the Vase is all about and share his powerful story with all of us. So without further ado, welcome Brock to the podcast. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to have you because, you know, just like I told you guys a little bit, um, we met in a clubhouse room and I really liked our chat in that room. I really liked the conversation. I was like, I was like, yeah, like let's connect off of this and like get, get on the podcast. I'll get on your podcast, like share each other's stories because you guys know, I love getting into anything and everything mental health and mindset. So that's what we're going to do today. So before we dive in, tell us some more about who you are, what you do, and a little bit about your story. I love it. So my name is Brock Bevel. I'm uh, I'm a dad, man. I'm a dad of five kids. Oh and my then, gosh. Yeah, I got two blessings. I'm divorced and I have two stepkids. And like you said, I'm recover, a recovered drug addict, um, police officer, which is kind of interesting. Uh, so I should probably back up police officer first, then drug addict, right? Then recovering drug addict. And then I just, uh, when I went through it, and I'll get more deep into it, but when I went through it, it was just, uh, I needed more. I needed more than, that's why That's why when we linked up on Clubhouse, um, I'm not a huge fan of the AA rooms. And so I needed to venture out to still make that connection to still get people in my life, but I needed to go about it a different way. And so- mm-hmm. I started uh, my own business called Chase the Vase. It actually stems from a, um, a story called The Go-Getter. And I started a, a recovery program up north. I did that for five and a half years where I was helping men and women overcome addiction. So, I, so I've done that. And then I was like, I'm missing my avatar. You know, I'm, I'm not hitting the people that connect with me. And so I kind of pivoted about a year and a half ago moved myself and my family down to the valley so I could work one-on-one face-to-face with first responders uh, that struggle with PTSD and addiction. So that's kind of like in a nutshell, what I do. I love it. I love it so much. And that's pretty much what a little bit of what you told me in the clubhouse room, because you were talking and you kind of told me a little bit about your background, your story, what you're doing, what you're up to. And I was like, this is amazing. This is super cool. Um, I definitely want to talk more with you about all of this. So this is what we're doing. And I'm super excited to be featuring you, your work, your story and all the things. So, you know, on that note, I would love to talk more about chase the vase So tell us more, like, what is it and what is the mission behind it? So the mission is hope. I mean, if I could just narrow it down into one word, it's hope, you know, in, in active addiction, we feel like, especially first responders, let me, let me give you a story on how we're trained. And then that will give you the mindset of what we're dealing with day one, um, in the Academy, maybe it was, it was week one, at least we have our fake gun belts on. 
no gun. They individually call us out of the room and say, okay, here you go. We're going to give you a scenario to see how you handle it. We're going to give you this fake gun you put in your holster. You're going to respond to the parking lot where there's a, a domestic or there's an involvement happening in the parking lot. So, you know, you get jacked up for this. I was super excited. Give me my fake gun. I'm out there. I'm walking. And I see this between two cars. I see this guy just pounding on this other guy. And, so and is, what this, is this a training or real? Just, just total training, right? Okay. And, okay. and they set this up, but they're making a point. And I remember my tunnel vision went right on that guy punching. So I come up, I draw my gun, I draw down. I'm like, hey, get on the ground. Mason, and, a, and a guy comes up behind me and puts a gun to my head and pulls the trigger and it makes a boom sound. And he goes, you're dead. And I'm just, I, I remember like, oh my gosh. Like I felt, I felt totally unarmed, unprepared. And he turned, I turned around and looked at him. He grabbed me, he says, listen, keep fighting. You're never dead. And I'm looking at him like, dude, you just shot me in the back of the head. Yeah. And he goes, you're never dead. Keep fighting. And so that was kind of this mentality that I developed and that first responders, military, firemen, that we developed in the line of duty. And so when the bad things happen, like addiction, we are willing to go till the wheels fall off, until we've destroyed our families, our friends, our careers, our children, just because that's how we're trained. You know, we don't know how to stop. And so that gives you a little bit of insight. And so that is what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to break that stigma of, hey, listen, you can reach out before you break, before you get that DUI, before you get in a domestic altercation. Let's talk. Let's break the stigma. Let's break this chain of, of chaos and destruction and let's pivot. I love that. I love that, especially when you bring up the stigma part and breaking the stigma and really working to shatter that in people and like letting people know, hey, like, let's talk about this. Like, it's completely normal and a human experience to have, you know, these feelings, these emotions, these things going on, these struggles, these, you know, obstacles, hurdles, whatever is going on. And I love that because, especially when you're talking about addiction and like the role that mental health plays in that and kind of like, how does mindset come into this play and like peace with this. And I think that's so important because, you know, especially with, you know, your experiences and your story, you know, being able to give people that encouragement. And like you said, like the main focus of the mission is hope and like restoring that hope, you know, back into people who might have feel like they lost it, you know, like they feel like, oh, well, I can't, you know, open up to anyone about my struggles or about what I'm dealing with or going through because, you know, either of, you know, being in an environment where you're taught not to do that, or maybe you grew up and you never got to have conversations really about mental health, or you don't really know much about it, you know? So you kind of like push it to the side, like try to shut it down and just like keep moving forward. But I love that, that you encourage that. And you know, that you like help to restore that hope back into people who feel like maybe they're not sure, like, can I talk about this? Like, can I go here with this? So I love that so much. And, you know, I know that you also mentioned that you have a 30 day challenge as well. So I would love to kind of talk, talk more about that. Like what, what the challenge is, what it's done for you and those who, uh, who have actually completed it. Cool. So the challenge is, so I ran a recovery program. I did all the therapy. I did the curriculum for 
a six month program. There's so much information in there. And I, and I feel like that's one of the problems today with recovery programs is they're just throwing information, right? I gotta, I gotta throw you 45 minutes till I get billed for it. Right. And so that's kind of, um, what I wanted to get away from. So I took that six month worth of curriculum and I narrowed it down into 60 lessons. And these lessons basically incorporate um, kind of a first responder theme. Let me give you an example. This is really cool. Uh, not many people have heard of this, but I do a search. So when I was working narcotics, I wrote search warrants, right? And search warrants are probably the most intricate, um, minute, finite details that you have to do in a police department. You hear about uh, departments hitting the wrong house, doing a search warrant on the wrong house. So that, that should never happen, mm -hmm. right? Because that's how meticulous someone made a grave error if that happens, right? And so what I do is I take that same parameter of building a search warrant and I build it around you and say, okay, here's what we're going to do. We're going to infiltrate you. Paris, mm -hmm. we're going to do a search warrant on you. And so what I want to do is I want to know where your weak points are. Where's the entry point at? How am I going to affect your brain? Where are you weakest? Where are you strongest? And so I take this and I, and I break down the mental portion of it to where you can see, Hey, what are my weaknesses? What are my strengths? What am I good at? What do I need to improve on? And so that's kind of the angle that we attack in this 60 day challenge. I love that. I think that's Awesome. And just like the way that you have it set up, because you said, so it's, it's a 30 day challenge, but it's 60 lessons, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's do, really cool. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We, and we I can do either one. I love that because I think that that's so important, you know, just to have an overall awareness of that. Cause you know, sometimes I feel like, you know, when we're just going through life and like, you know, the daily grind, like sometimes we aren't always aware of like every single aspect like that. You know, sometimes we forget, you know, these moments where we get, we get into a situation like, Hey, you're at a red light. And if you're like me, like I'm a very, I'm a pretty impatient person. And that is something I know I need to work on. I'm not patient. I definitely need to work on that. So sometimes you can get into these situations where, like you just are like, oh man, like you lose it. You, you know, you yell at people, you freak out, whatever. And then you look back on that and you're like, wow, like <laughs> that, that was not, you know, nice. You know, like why, why am I doing this? Why am I acting that way? And I really like that because when you boil it down and you start to really get into that person and say, okay, you know, here's, here's what you're working towards. Here's, you know, something you're struggling with. Here's what your, what strengths you have. And really like, you know, kind of like pouring into that person and letting them know that, you know, and like saying like, Hey, you're really good at communication or you're really good at self-awareness, or you're really good at, you know, noticing things that trigger you or like, or make you tick and things like that. But then also at the same time, like you can work on this stuff over here and like, you know, and that's, that's what I think is the most beautiful thing is you can always make improvements and you can always continue to get better and learn and grow as long as you're committed to that process and like disciplined and, you know, you stay consistent with it. So that's really what I love about your guys' mission. Like when you talk about hope and really like having those 60 lessons in that challenge and just being able to help people identify this and, you know, really overcome these things. So, I mean, I really love it. And, you know, I really want, would want to ask you too, you know, if you could give me, you know, what was the most helpful piece of advice that you have ever received from another person during your journey to recovery? 
Ooh, that's a good question. I like it. <laughs> Thank you. So I don't want to just, I don't want to spew it out. Give me one second to think about, cause this, yeah, is, this, of course. Is, a, this is super deep. Uh, cause, cause I think we all have a lot of good information. The best information that I've had in my recovery journey, man. So if I'm going to self-reflect on this, it would be, it would be to find humility. Mm-hmm. It, especially in recovery, one of the most important elements is the surrender, right? And as a police officer, that is something that should never happen and mm-hmm. doesn't happen. Like, I don't want to surrender, Paris. I can't surrender. If I, yeah. if I surrender, it shows, it shows that I lost. Mm-hmm. It shows that I failed the mission. And so being able to understand that I am human that I had some major flaws in my life and that I needed help and, but I needed to find the right help, you know, and that's really important. We talk about people who are culturally competent and and you have to find those coaches. You have to find those people in your life. And I know that you're doing a, you're, you're getting ready to start a program as well. And that's why people are going to align with you because your mission is on their same page right? Your mission and where you guys are going is the same direction. And so people are going to, people are going to attack to me because of my mission and and vice versa. And everybody's like, uh, there's so many coaches out there. So many therapists, listen, it takes a little bit of time to find the right person. So for me, the best advice I got was be willing to be humble, listen to people, and then search out the right, those gurus in your life, those coaches, those people who can coach you up, find them and stick oh, with them. I love it. I love it so much, especially when you hit on being humble and surrendering, because I feel like, you know, especially when you talk about, you know, your training and how you guys are not, that's like you said, the last thing you ever want to happen. So when you're able to do that and to actually surrender and, you know, open up to vulnerability and realize that, you know, it, it takes a lot of strength and a lot of courage to, to do that, you know, to say that, you know, you need help and you're dealing with this thing. You're going through this, this struggle, the scenario, this obstacle, whatever it is. And that, you know, you're, you have awareness of that and you know that you want to get out of that. You want to get better and you're able to ask for help. You're able, able to share it, you know, with somebody. Um, and, and, you know, to humble yourself, I think is hugely important because, you know, I can definitely relate to that. And I know people listening probably can as well. You know, if you've gone through any kind of struggle, whether it be, you know, with your mental health, physical health, nutritional health, addiction, whatever it is, you know, sometimes when we're deep into that struggle, that's the last thing we want to do is be vulnerable and, you know, like take off that mask and be like, Hey, like, you know, I'm dealing with this right now and put yourself out there because it's almost like a fear of the unknown of, you know, how will people respond? Will they judge me? Will they criticize me? Will they still be in my life? Will they still care? And then all these like overwhelming things start coming into your mind. But if you're able to make that step and do that, it's like you're positioning yourself for recovery, success, moving forward, like forward momentum, because if you don't, you know, it's where else can you go? from that moment, you know, feeling stuck and feeling exhausted, drained, overwhelmed, stressed out, all these feelings, you know, but, and it definitely is not an easy thing. You know, it's not an easy thing to do. Um, you know, especially 
you know, coming from your story and then also kind of like my background, you know, like to put yourself out there and especially, you know, if you're sharing that with the world, right. And being like, Hey guys, you know, I've struggled with that, but I think that makes you such an incredible person because it's so relatable and people are able to connect with that and say, Oh, wow. You know, this guy is a person, you know, he's really like a real person who has, you know, dealt with things, experienced this and, you know, whether it's traumatic or not, or whatever the effects were on you, you actually had that experience. And I feel like, like what you said is really true is, you know, people resonate with you and then they want to be, be on your side, partner with you, work with you, grow with you. And they see that because they're able to connect with that instead of, you know, seeing like this side of ourselves that we want to show because it like seems more presentable or seems more, idealistic of what we should be showing, then really this is the situation. And like, this is what I'm dealing with, or this is what I've gone through. That's what I think is really awesome about you is the fact that you were able to do that because, you know, there may be people out there. And I know there are people out there, you know, whether they're listening right now or not, who feel like they want to do that. You know, maybe they're in a position where they, where they've been really wanting to take that next step. And, you know, whether that be open up to somebody or, you know, seek therapy, seek treatment, do something in that next step, but they're just not sure how to get there yet, but they know they want to do it. So I feel like hearing your story, um, is definitely going to be able to inspire a lot of people who might be in that position and, you know, dealing with that right now. So one of the other things I really want to ask you is I always love asking people this question because it's always a different answer whenever we ask this. So, um, what are you currently doing in this moment to master your mental? Ooh, writing a book. <laughs> Oh, awesome. I know. I started. I, I, I love it. I committed last week to a good buddy. I've been talking about writing a book for a long time, but uh, something I want to tell your audience that you just kind of hit on is we're only as sick as our secrets, mm-hmm. right? And so, it, especially in addiction, especially in mental wellness, we hide everything. We don't want to expose ourselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, Paris, we don't want to tell people those like really intimate details about our lives. So for me, writing this book, talking to people, I remember the first time that I shared openly about my pornography addiction. Mm-hmm. I honestly thought people were going to hate me and be like, this dude's gross. I don't want to <laughs> talk to him again. Right. I mean, cause it's, yeah, it's not, it's not the yeah. most, like, uh, it's, it's not the best way to come out with it. But I remember I was like, you know what? I've been hiding this for so long. If I don't talk about it, then I'm going to, I just, it was like, I was a, I was a garbage truck driving down the road. And I just had this garbage flying out both sides all over, just, just dumping all over, all over the street. Right. It was just overflowing of garbage. (laughs) And when I was able to stop, slow down and talk about and say, listen, I have an addiction. I need help. I got to put it on paper. I want to share this with people and how I did it because how I did it may not be how everybody else does it, but, but I know that I have a roadmap for some people. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, I love and that. So, so for me, putting it on paper, letting people read it, being willing to open up on those secrets. So I have no more. My wife is like, oh, I, there are no more secrets. Like I've told her everything, even the things that I don't want to share. 
I do because I don't want to be hindered by them any longer. Mm, I love that so much. And just like the importance of that, like what you just said right there, being able to get to a place where you can do that. And you can, like you said, you know, we are as sick, sick, as sick as our secrets. I love that saying, because, you know, like what you just said, so true, you know, when it comes to mental health and addiction and things that kind of, you know, carry a taboo or seem kind of, you know, like things that you wouldn't talk about with someone in like an elevator or something like, just like with a stranger, just talk about it all. Right. So when you're trying to, to share that with someone, you know, you do get these things that come up, like these hesitations of like, are they going to think I'm like weird, crazy, like what's going on with this person? But I feel like, you know, like you said, if you continue to like, let that sit inside of you, it eats away at you. And slowly over time, like you start to notice like, who are you turning into? And almost, it's almost like you, you start to become this person that, you know, maybe you're like, Oh, I'm never going to be like that. Or I'm never going to be that way. And then you start to become that way because you're guarding this thing like so heavily, like, and, and it can be a thing, something for everyone, right. You know, whether it's an eating disorder, a mental illness, struggle with addiction, you know, pornography, addiction, some kind of trauma that has happened to you in your life. And it just sits inside of you. And it is really hard. You know, like we talked about, like, it's not an easy thing just to like go out and say, Hey, listen, like, here's this thing. Like I'm going to say right now, you know, it obviously takes a lot of time and a lot of work, depending on you know, the person and the situation and what's going on and like, if they're comfortable or like how they're feeling, you know, I'm processing that. So, you know, I really love what you're doing and I think it's awesome. And, you know, I'm super glad that, you know, we were able to make this conversation happen and to put this out into the world because I love people who do, you know, anything out there like on this playing field with mental health mindset, you know, addiction, any kind of recovery, healing, kind of aspect I think is huge because it's, if you're making a difference in at least one person's life, that's amazing. That's tremendous. You know, if you have at least one person who can say, you know, this person, you know, this guy has really helped me and like really shifted my mindset, my focus, my, just the trajectory of my life, you know, that's huge. And I think it's amazing. So, I mean, like, I just, for you know, really want to applaud you for the work that you're doing. And again, for coming out here, making the time and your schedule to have this chat with me. It was so great. You know, I love talking with you. Always love getting the opportunity to chat back and forth with you. And I will definitely um, put a link in the show notes for everyone to uh, check you out more. So just let the people know, like, where else can they find you and learn more about you? So I have a, another challenge called Fight Like David. Okay. dot com yeah. so it's a it's a seven day challenge they can find me there uh chase the vase website brock bevel on facebook and instagram chase the vase um, i don't think i'm very hard to find um <laughs> i know <laughs> you know i i just love what i do you know like you bears i just want to help people you know you asked how many people i've helped I, I don't know i know i get emails a lot i have a lot of friends when i ran the recovery program we had a really great uh rate of not returning to addiction and uh, and they're still carrying along. And I just feel like it's a blessing. I'm glad I went through it so I can do what you're doing here and help with other people. So commend you as well. Oh, thank you. Well, I love it. This has been amazing. And to everyone listening, you guys, whether it is daytime or nighttime, I hope that you have a great rest of your day, night and week. And I'm going to end it on that note and say bye to you guys and bye to Brock. So bye guys and bye Brock.
Thank Bye. you. All right, guys, that was the end of the episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it as much as I enjoyed creating it for you. As always, if you guys would like to get in touch with me to become a guest or share your thoughts, you can do that in a number of ways. You can shoot me an email at hello at masteringmental.com or you can DM me on Instagram at masteryourmental where you can also find a link in my bio that you can use to find me on all of my other social media platforms. I hope you guys have a beautiful rest of your day and thank you so much for listening to the Master Your Mental podcast. Have a good one, guys. Bye.